name is Devin Blankenbiller, and welcome to the Going Deeper podcast, where we dig deep into the bedrock of God's Word so that we can stand in these unstable times. And these sure are some unstable times that we are living in. And uh, the title of today's podcast is A Biblical Response to the Equality Act. Uh, I just want to take a moment to give uh, a biblical response to this act that is being passed through our government, through the Congress, through the Senate right now. Um, some of you have heard of the Equality Act, also known as HR5. And uh, it's been on my heart a couple weeks now to respond to this um, bill that's being passed or trying to be passed. Um, but just haven't felt like the timing was right. But um, thank you for listening today and checking in and hope that you just give me the benefit of the doubt here as I just share my heart. Uh, and let me just start with our foundation that we uh, here at Abundant Life Church, um, we stand on the Word of God. Uh, we believe that Jesus is the one we follow. We uh, make no, um, we're not ashamed of that in any way. And um, we worship Jesus here and we believe he is truly the head of the church. And uh, Jesus said in John 8, which is where we are studying, actually, as we're going through the book of John, Jesus said in John 8, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth of God's word is so important for us. We will not have freedom without the word of God. And, uh, and when, we are, when we remove the word of God out of our lives, we become in bondage of many things. And uh, so Jesus is calling us to trust in his word. And that's where we are when it comes to dealing with any issues in our in our in our politics, in our land, in our culture. We should always come back to what God's word says. So let me just recap this Equality Act for, for you in case you don't know. Some of you know a lot about this act bill that uh, again passed the House of Representatives back in February, is waiting for a vote in the Senate. Uh, some of you might not know anything about it. It's also called, called again HR5. But um, basically, um, the focus of this act is to give equal rights to any um, Americans, regardless of their sexual orientation or their gender identification. By name, this sounds like a very positive bill, as we seek to give equal rights, again, to people in the LGBT community, in the workplace, in housing, etc. However, um, this bill has a huge overreach of power, uh, and while it gives freedom uh, for some, it also takes away freedom from a lot of people. Uh, this bill basically calls for an amendment to the Civil Rights Act in 1964 that was created to protect the rights of people regardless of biological sex or race. Um, the Civil Rights Act was created to protect people against discrimination because of just who they were created, right, to be. Uh, we, don't, we shouldn't discriminate people based upon how they were created by God. But this amendment would add the word sexual orientation and gender identity to that civil rights law, meaning that all businesses, all schools, all churches, all institutions would be forced by U.S. law to um, allow people not only to choose what gender they prefer, of course, but to use whatever bathrooms, to have the exact same rights as everyone else. Um, and the hard part about this act is there's no religious exemption in this bill. See, the biggest issue that I see with this bill, it's forcing everyone to see sexual preference or gender preference as a civil rights issue and not as a moral issue. When I, when I look at sexual identity, when I look at gender identity, I see it a moral issue. I, I look at not what government says, I look at what God says. And Jesus said in, in Mark 10, 
he made it clear. He says, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man should leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. And what God has joined together, let no man separate. See, God is the one who created us differently, right? Male and female. He created us different, but we're equal, right? We have different attributes, but we're equal. And it was God who chose for us to be created the way we're created. God chose us with different races, right? And different sizes and colors. And you know what? God gave us different personalities even. We're all created differently, but we're all equal. Um, and, and I believe that we then get to choose whether we want to honor God with our bodies and how he's created us, or we choose not to honor him, right? We get to choose to honor God with our thoughts and with our actions, with our words, or we choose not to honor God with our thoughts, actions, or words, right? We choose to honor God with our sexual lifestyles, right? Or not with our sexual lifestyles. And, and really, we choose to trust God with our identity, and we choose to trust God, this is who God made me to be, or we don't. And, um, and so, since the beginning of time, as sin entered the hearts of humans, right, we perverse the perfect will of God. And, and we walk away from what God has intended to be. And we live in a very fallen world. And the truth is, all sexual uh, identity and all sexual preferences in some way has been perverted, right? I mean, and, and um, you know, it's perverted in many different ways, whether it's based on what we see with our eyes and pornography or, you know, sexual intimacy outside of marriage or homosexuality. It's perverted in many, many ways, crude language and talk. Um, what a lot of our movies are filled with, right? I mean, so it's it's all over the place. And, you know, as from a biblical standpoint, we don't come to attack a certain group of people. We just come to God's word and we, we can see things in our culture and say, some of these things we do are not in line with the word of God and we should protect ourselves. And, and, and we should have the right, I believe, to be able to look at God's word and be able to discern, uh, is this action um, according to the will of God, or is this actually not according to the will of God? So listen, here's my concern with this bill. Uh, I believe it takes two big freedoms away. One, it does take away our religious freedom, right? Because the government wants to call this a discrimination issue, right? We will not be allowed by law to teach the truth of God's word. Um, we will not be allowed by law to say what is right or wrong because all of a sudden something that God says is wrong is now we're treating people with discrimination. Uh, churches will no longer be able to hire based on religious or moral beliefs. And this, not just churches, but, you know, um, private Christian schools, private Christian organizations, adoptions agency. It really affects a lot of different kinds of people. And if we don't abide by these civil laws that they want to put in place, it will affect our ability to gather to worship, uh, rights for tax exemption, rights to proclaim God's word publicly, and even probably use of some internet sites, right? And it will open the door for persecution to come against the Bible-believing church today. And so that's one of the freedoms that it's taking, it's, it could take away from us. The second freedom that I'm afraid it's going to take away is the, the privacy for women and the rights that women have. Uh, women's rights were fought for back in the late 19th century, and they were finally given uh, full rights in the Civil Rights Act in 1964 under Title VII. This gave equal rights in the workplace to women. 
This allowed women to have their own privacy when needed in the workplace, in their own bathrooms, right? This allowed for the opening up of more women's sports and for, for women to be treated, you know, and given the same kind of rights that men are in different colleges, universities, that they have their own athletics. And this updated Equality Act will allow boys who feel like their identity is as girl, right, to use girl bathrooms, girl locker rooms, whenever they feel to, uh, in an unsupervised manner, and these, these are places where women should feel safe and secure. And many women do not feel safe and secure when sharing these facilities with biological men. And, uh, and so it also you know, opens up the door of just women not being able to just play sports with other women. I mean, there's just so many ripple effects that this bill can have, which is why when we see something that there's some good in it, um, it really pulls back a lot of liberties from many people. And so because of that, and because of the fact that we stand on the truth of God's word, we can stand and we should stand against this bill. Listen, know my heart on this, church. Uh, this is not uh, a political decision that I'm trying to make here or a political opinion. It's, it's a biblical opinion that I'm giving here. And, and I, I remember, you know, 20 years ago and, and 30 years ago, and when I look back on history, um, it was a lot more common in the past that sometimes bills would be passed um, or bills would be carried by a certain political party and people part of, uh, who are part of that party would still disagree with that bill, right? Or that, you know, they, they wouldn't just have this, hey, if it's Republican, I vote everything that's on a Republican or if it's Democrat, everything's okay being de on the Democrat party. But to have an opinion to say some of the bills I agree with, some of the things I don't. Uh, hopefully most of us today, we look at some of the decisions being made and the, whether it's red or blue, Republican or Democrat, we can say we agree with it or we disagree with it, right? And so uh, I know we can take that stance today. Uh, I know in 2021, uh, we are very politically divided, but we should be able to look at every bill individually and say, how does this line up with the word of God? And how does this affect my family and my community and my church and my friends and my kids? We should look at it all on an individual basis and continue to say, Jesus I want to know your truth, right? I want to know what, what is right and what is wrong because as I live by your truth, you will give me freedom. So I want, to, I want to end this podcast by just giving you a call, a simple call of action to the church. I'm not sharing this just to give you my opinion on it. I'm sharing this to, to speak to many people who are listening here and, and ask you to, to a call of action. And, and the first call of action is not to allow this to take fear into your heart or to allow fear to overcome you. Um, there are many things in our culture right now that could cause fear in the hearts of men and women, and especially in the hearts of believers. But let me just tell you, Psalms 112 says, when we fear the Lord, we are not afraid of bad news. I love Psalms 112. I encourage you, if you wrestle with fear, read the whole psalm of Psalms 112, and it starts, those who fear the Lord. We do not have to have any fear of bad news. And so, listen, I'm not trying to say this in a way to, to stir up fear. I'm trying to say this in a very humble, matter-of-fact way so that fear doesn't creep into our hearts. Don't be afraid. But here's what we can do. We are able to reach out and contact our senators and our U.S. congressmen. That is a right that every single one of us have. Remember, they serve us. We don't serve them. And so in this YouTube link at the bottom, there will be some phone numbers or some links on how you can get in touch with your U.S. representatives and your senators. And in a loving, Christian way, you can explain to them why you feel like this bill 
is not appropriate for our nation. And I really believe that we need to call attention to this to make sure that this does not get passed and does not have a greater long-term effect on us. So I, I encourage you, take a step of faith and call. So the third thing I call us to do is to make sure that we continue to love God and love people. That's part of our mission here, right? Listen, separate the bill that the government is passing from the souls of the people uh, who are part of the LGBT community. Listen, separate the, the, the actions of some of the people in the LGBT community from their souls, okay? Meaning we should have compassion for everyone, right? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about Jesus and his interactions with a woman who was caught in adultery, right? And everybody wanted to throw stones, right? Or, or they said, Jesus, are you just going to turn a blind eye? And Jesus didn't do either. He didn't cover his eyes and say, oh, the adultery is okay, but he also didn't pick up stones and throw stones, right? We have to find that balance because at the end of the day, we, none of us are perfect in the sight of God. We all know that. We all have sin in our life that God is redeeming us from, right? So we want to be careful not to just pick up rocks. We need to be careful to, to not read things about this bill in such a way that it causes hate to stir up into our hearts towards people because Jesus called us to love. Listen, I believe God created every man and every woman on this planet to come into a relationship with him and we get to share that gospel with everyone. He desires that all people should be saved and can be saved. And uh, I'm thankful that in our church we have people who walked away from a homosexual lifestyle and found freedom in Christ. I'm thankful we have people that were in a non-biblical heterosexual lifestyle and brought it into a biblical sexual intimacy in the context of marriage because they were following Jesus. I know people that struggled and were confused about their identity in many different ways, and they came to know Jesus Christ and have been set free from that and know that their identity is a child of God. And so may we continue to love people. And listen, as our culture labels people who speaks out against the actions of homosexuals and transgender, they label us as haters. Let us prove them wrong. Let us continue to love. Let us continue not to hate each other. And even within our church, as we talk about this, let's love one another through this, right? Let's, let's have, you know, even if somebody's listening and you have a different view than I do, I love you. And I'm thankful that we can talk about this when we have time to talk about it. Let me remind you of this. Jesus said, if you abide in my words, you truly are my disciple. Last call of action I want to give to you, and I save this to the end. Let us be praying for our nation. Let us be praying for our leaders. Let us be praying for our senators and our representatives and our president and vice president. Let us pray that this bill does not pass. Listen, there is action in prayer. And I just want to encourage you. We can spend a lot of time watching media, watching TV, reading through um websites and what everybody says about things. And I just want to encourage you, think about how much time you spend on that and then compare it to how much time we're praying for this. And let's let's change that balance to a place where we're, we're actively praying daily uh, against this because we know that God will move through prayer. Let us keep praying for our church to stay unified. Let us keep praying that we can show the love of Jesus Christ. And let us pray for the LGBT community. Pray for revival. Pray that their eyes would be able to see God and see what is truly right and what is truly wrong and that they would turn to him. Because listen, and, and the last thing we should pray for is pray that God would hold back his wrath against our nation. 
The truth of the matter is that the more our country walks away from the word of God, the quicker the wrath of God is coming to our nation. Uh, Romans 1.16 says, um, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Right? Romans 1.18, two verses later, one verse later says, But the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by the un their unrighteousness they suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible qualities, his eternal power, divine nature, have been clearly perceived since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, right, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts are darkened. I think about this in light of this bill because we're walking away from what God's word has said is right and wrong. It says, therefore, God gave them up to the lusts of their hearts, to impurity, to dishonoring their bodies amongst themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and they worshiped and served the creature, right, and, the, and our own desires, rather than the creator who is blessed forever. It then goes on to mention in Romans 1 about how God gave them up to their passions that were not right with women having passions for women and men with men and lays it all out. And it says, ultimately, because they did not acknowledge God. And, and church, as we read this, my heart's broken because as it started, the wrath of God will come upon the unrighteousness of a land. And, and let's pray that God would bring us to a place of repentance. Let's pray that we don't walk away from the truth of God's word. Let's pray that God would have mercy on us. Let's pray that many people would humble their hearts. Let's pray even for ourselves that we would humble ourselves and truly and fervently come back to God and seek his righteousness for our life. Let's pray. God, thank you again for this time that, that we could just hear your word together and uh, Father, I pray for our nation. I pray right now, Lord, that you would please guide our leaders. I pray that this Equality Act would not pass as it really pulls away freedoms from many people as it tries to give some freedom to others. Lord, I pray that you would help us to fill our hearts with love right now. I pray that you'd give us boldness to reach out to our senators and our congressmen and that we could let our voices be heard. And ultimately, Lord, I do pray that you would use us, Lord, in this land to shine a light and to speak your truth. Help us to speak your truth in love to people around us. Help us not to throw rocks, God, but help us also not to turn a blind eye to the things that are not right. So we just ask that you'd give us your wisdom and your grace on these issues, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, thank you for joining us for this Going Deeper podcast. We pray that it encourage you today. God bless all of you.